If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one the only Haley orantia <laughs> what is going on or i mean should i just introduce you as the ringmaster from now on i mean i'm okay if people call me that i'll take it yeah <laughs> i mean how's it going like how does it feel like just coming off this like whirlwind are you tired are you excited what are you feeling I am a little tired, actually. I feel like I've been gearing up for like the day that I could get unmasked and I could finally talk to friends and family about it um, and just talk in general about it. So I'm ecstatic because it's finally that time. So, I mean, how did you watch, you know, we're in season seven. Like, did you watch prior seasons? Like, have you wanted to be part of the show for a long time? Like what motivated you to do this? Well, my parents are avid viewers of The Masked Singer. I had only caught uh, episodes at a time, um, but I was always fascinated by the fandom of the show because it wasn't until I really sat down and watched it with my mom and dad and the clue aspect of it that I was like, oh, I totally get why this is addicting. <laughs> um, but for me, one reason I really wanted to do it um, outside of the fact that I just love singing and I wanted an opportunity to kind of present myself as the artist that I, I am that people might not know me as, but I was getting a lot of tweets from previous seasons of certain fans of mine guessing that I was somebody else from pre- prior seasons. And I'm like, oh, so wait, maybe I could trick some people here and actually do it. So I'm glad that it worked out. Were you like aware of the internet? Listen, I swear, I don't know how because I never get it, but like the internet really figures a lot of this stuff out. Like not just for you, for everyone a lot of times. Yes. Well, even with my clue packages, I was like, there's no way, I I don't even know if I would have guessed it for myself. Like some of them are very broad enough that it's like, oh, it could be that person, but it could be that. They do a great job with their clue packages. So I'm like, no one's gonna guess me even on the internet. But I want to say after even episode one that I did, I started having certain people tweet at me being like, I know this is you. I'm like, how? How in the world? They, they're like internet sleuths. They figure it out. <laughs> and it wasn't people you knew. It was just random like fans no. of yours or just wow. Yes. I would say I only started getting messages from friends and family that like were suspicious, maybe like my third performance in being like, I think that's your voice, but I'm not 100% sure. I know that, you know, you can usually tell like one person, like, did your parents even know? I mean, being big fans of the show, was anyone like, were any of them like your one person? They were, my parents and I are very close. I'm an only child. And so they know everything that I do. um, And they had to be the ones to know. So they were having to keep it a secret from our other friends and family, which I know was very hard for them. But, you know, we had to like swallow everything and be like, just wait till the end and then tell them to go tune in. 
going into this, like, listen, like anyone that follows you, like on, you know, Instagram or YouTube, you know, you have an EP, you have new music, which we're going to talk about Erica Goldberg sings like, you know, you're a singer. So, I mean, going into this, did you say like, I'm a singer, like I should do well at this competition or. I was hopeful that I would do well, but then again, I really had no idea who else was coming into the competition. So I'm just like amazed that I was able to get as far as I was, especially now watching people get unmasked that I'm like, how in the world did that person not make it to the finale? So I'm incredibly grateful to have gotten as far as I did, but you know, I, I had, again, I had hope for it and I prepared for this kind of thing my whole life, I feel like. Um, but outside of that, it was just, you know, up for grabs, I guess. Like, right. Like when a Jennifer Holiday gets eliminated or in vogue, are you just like, what's going on? No, exactly. I'm like, mm, something's going on here. Like, this, I, I, this doesn't feel right to me because Jennifer Holiday, when I was watching her performances, I was in my living room, just like screaming, being like, oh my God, this performance is phenomenal every night. And I could not believe that she didn't make it, but um, same with Invoke. But it's just, it, it really is kind of a surreal feeling because even talking to my mom and dad about it, she would, they'd FaceTime immediately after the episodes and would be like, I cannot believe you beat out En Vogue to the finals. I'm like, I'm, I'm with you. So bizarre. Like, what is going on here? It's, yeah, it's wild to me, really. How did you choose the ringmaster? Well, they presented um, an option and that was the first option that they had presented. Um, and I out the gate was like, yeah, no, don't need to see any other ones. Um, this one's fabulous. It's grand, like the skirt, I want to say was seven feet wide or something. Um, but it also was able, I was able to move around in it, it seemed like, and it was fitted a little more up top and on the legs. So for me, it was like, I can't get any better than this costume. And also, I don't know if you can hear my cat meowing outside the door, but I was like, oh, cat head, cat, I'm down. <laughs> You're like, this just makes sense. Yeah. Do you, did you get, you know, like competitive and, you know, like you go in, you're a singer, you think you're hopeful, but like, when did that really like, you know, week after week, like when a Jennifer goes home or, you know, like, or were you just right from this, you know, when did it really like, holy shit, like I could win this thing or I could come really close. I think it wasn't until, cause the first, you know, round they're narrowing it down from the five and I didn't know if I would get past that. Um, and so I, I want to say it was probably when I, I made it to the finals was when I was like, is this real life? Because this doesn't feel. And then after Prince was eliminated, I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> like This is crazy um, to be top two of this thing. So and then that was the point where I was like, I mean, it'd be amazing to be able to win and take home the trophy. But at the same time, I was just grateful to have gotten that far. Really? So you're thrilled. It's all been great. You're not just like, oh, so close. Don't get me wrong. I There was a slight moment of disappointment because the truth is I've never won a trophy in my life, not for sports or anything. So for me, I was like, can you imagine if my first trophy was the Mass Singer trophy? So that was the only slight edge of disappointment I had. But after I'm like, this was just like overall an amazing experience and getting to perform songs that I grew up singing in my bedroom now for an audience like this was just it's a win in and of itself the wait is over that's right season five of the kardashians is here just when you thought life couldn't get any faster they're punching it into overdrive chris courtney kim chloe kendall and kylie are back 
and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door, 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or, of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to indicloud.co slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top-shelf THC products. Head over to indicloud.co slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. I mean, you did. You sang like Miley. I know you've sang like background on Hannah Montana in the past, and you did like Dolly, like, and you Nicki Minaj, like who did you grow up like kind of liking well, and looking up to? Actually, Whitney, our queen here. Um, I know it was a Dolly Parton song originally, but I did grow up listening a lot more to the Whitney version of I Will Always Love You. Um, she is my queen. And then I, I sang The Climb. I actually can't wait to post this on, on some of my socials, but I found a video from when I was 14 years old. I think I was a freshman in high school in the hallways of my high school. And my friends, I forget where we were hanging out. And they were like, Hey, sing, sing something. And they filmed me singing the climb. And that was my first song I sang on mass singer. And just the juxtaposition of like then and now, I mean, these are songs that I really truly would just practice. My cat is so loud. I'm sorry. These are songs that I really I love a cat or a dog on, on the show. So go right ahead. I mean, okay. Cause I'm gonna have to open this door. She is like having a fit. Um, no, but I grew up singing these songs like into my hairbrush. And so it's for me, I'm so comfortable with them. Same with gravity. Like Sarah Bareilles is one of my number one all time favorite artists. And that song in particular, I've covered and put on YouTube before, which I think I've removed before the airing of these episodes, just to try to hide it a little more. But um, you know, these songs are ones that have been near and dear to my heart forever. So it was special to be able to do it on this platform. And like nothing against Dolly, but right. Like I always hear the Whitney. I mean, I hear Dolly, but I always hear the Whitney version. Absolutely. Just- I mean, like, and again, I think the reason they maybe wanted to tie in Dolly was because I do have a country background and there's elements of my voice. And even in my performance, I think that lend itself to sort of like country music. And so it, they wanted a melding of Dolly and Whitney. And I, that's a tough combo to try to do justice to, but you know. Well, I mean, you did more than justice. I mean, that particular performance, like, I will always love you that that song, like, did you, to me, it's like, well, you realize now you just won the competition or your top two or top three. Like that was my hope for the song. That's why I strategically was like, okay, should I put this song here? Because it's my last resort of like, can we make it to the finals? But yeah. I mean, it was like, and you saw the judges like reactions. It was just, I mean, did you feel that like this was a performance Yes. Like- so, you know, I'm gearing up to do I Will Always Love You and psyching myself out, obviously. Who dare touch? 
this song. Um, I'm shocked the producers let me do it was really my initial thing. So I'm gearing up to do it. And I was so nervous every performance that I would get out there. I was more nervous than if I had not been masked for some reason. So I was so terrified, but I got through it. I thank God. Cause I kept being like, am I not going to hit the note? And once I got off stage, numerous crew members were coming up to me in actual tears. And I, that's when I was like, Oh, I like, I can maybe take a breath and feel like I, I did okay on that one. I, I mean, Amy Chapman, who's my vocal coach, she actually is in real life and happened to be the vocal coach on the show. Um, she came back and was bawling and I'm like, are you putting on a performance or did I really make you cry? Cause that to me, like when I can bring out emotion in someone like that, I feel like I've done my job. Well, you more than did your job. You know, you're going to be asked to sing this song now wherever you go. Like you're going to be at a oh, wedding, Lord. enjoying yourself. This is, I'm just deeming this your song. You can follow oh, in Whitney's footsteps. Thank you. That's a terrifying thing to think about, but sure, I'll, I'll practice some more. <laughs> well, you do have new music. Talk to me about Open Your Mouth, a new song, a new video. I watched the video. It's, it's so catchy, this song. Thank you. Um, I wrote this song three years ago with my friends, Simon Reed and Kaylee Shore. Kaylee's actually an amazing artist herself. And she came to the right that day. And she was like, I ran into my ex-boyfriend at a bar and, you know, he looked really good. I almost forgot why we even broke up. And then we started talking, he opened his mouth and I was like, right, that's exactly why it didn't work out in the first place. And that was just a concept that I'd never written about before. And it seemed like a fun, cheeky idea. So we ended up writing this song. Um, and the music video was a labor of love. My boyfriend, Greg Furman, and I are both in the entertainment, like film and TV industry. And so we have experience working in front of and behind the camera. And I gave us a massive job to do this music video completely by ourselves with no other crew. Um, and that was a journey. But I'm very glad that it is finally done and going to be out tomorrow. It's perfect for a song of the summer. Thank you. Thank you. I want it to be that song that people can sing along to in the car and, you know, hopefully remind them to not text their ex. <laughs> Don't ever text the ex people. I mean, come on. What, what about, was Erica Goldberg always like, was she always like musical or did they write that into the character for you or were they looking for someone that could also sing? They, Erica Goldberg was not originally musical. I had a meeting with Adam F. Goldberg, the creator, right after I booked the pilot because he wanted to kind of give everyone some background story because this is about his real family. And it's this character is based on his eldest brother, Eric, that they turned into a sister for the show, um, which thank God they did, because otherwise I wouldn't have had a job. Um, and I had mentioned to him briefly, I'm like, by the way, I'm a singer songwriter if there's ever a chance for me to write a song that could maybe play in the credits of an episode like you know really stretch it um I was like let me know and he ended up writing an episode where Erica got to perform at the talent show and that was kind of what opened the gates to her then doing all these cover songs over the last nine years how happy were you that you got to sing on the show or that I you mean, get to I'm it's the best thing ever it's the melding of my two favorite things and I've learned a lot about songs that I maybe didn't listen to growing up. I've gotten to cover songs that I like I had a Whitney. I will always dance with somebody is my favorite song of all time. And I was able to convince Adam to let me do a like ballad rendition that I I've done in my own personal time on the show. So it's, it's just so special that I can combine those two things. Did you, I mean, I, I know you started in the business at a young age, but did you ever want to be anything else, but 
singer, actor, actress? Like, any, or, did you ever have I, any ideas? I mean, not ever like seriously enough that I was pursuing it. Um, when I was really little, I wanted to be like a forensic scientist. <laughs> Cause I loved those like crime shows. Mm. Um, but I'm not good with that kind of material. So <laughs> I think it's probably for the best. I also didn't do great at science. Um, but other than that, my, I come from a family of florists. So I was like, if anything, I have that as a backup. That's a good backup. Yeah. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number. Thousands of people try to call talk to one of them they stay anonymous i can't hang up that's all the rules i never know what's going to happen we get serious ones i've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison i've talked to people who survived mass shootings crazy funny ones i talked to a guy with a goose laugh somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends i never know what's going to happen it's a great show subscribe today beautiful anonymous Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. Think back to where you were when you first heard or learned about reality TV. Can you really think back? Probably not, because reality TV has been with us forever. And that's what brings us all together here behind the velvet rope. Well, now I want you to remember this moment, because listen, being is reality TV for your ears. That's right. It's an innovative new audio format like no other podcast you've ever heard. This season, it's being trans. Meet Chloe, Jeffrey, Mariana, and Cy. Over the course of six episodes, you get to be a fly on the wall. And isn't that what we all love best? For their most intimate conversations and unscripted raw moments. I thought I was going to listen to these six episodes, like, you know, over the course of six weeks, because I'm really busy binged, 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 could not stop listening. Listen, they handle health and family and relationships. Of course, their love lives and drama. So with this podcast, you're going to gain a unique understanding and insight into their lives. And again, fly on the wall, eavesdropping. That's what we love best. From Lemonada Media's Being Studios, this is audio reality. Brilliant idea, guys. This is Being Trans. Being Trans is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Did you ever think when you, you know, took this part or got this part of Erica Goldberg, I mean, we just finished season nine, I mean, nine years, like, could you ever see this happening? No. And I've been talking about this with my cast members uh, recently because, you know, you audition for a show, you hope you book it, you get the pilot, you hope it gets picked up for a season. You just, there's no guarantee. I've seen so many friends of mine come out to LA and book pilot after pilot and it get canceled after one season and it's such a shame and so to be on a show that's network television doing 22 episodes a year which doesn't happen anymore and now we're going into a 10th season is just we feel like dinosaurs uh, as far as tv goes like this is the last wave of those kinds of shows it just doesn't happen like that so we're incredibly grateful and i don't think any of us saw it happening this way, despite how much we really hoped for it, because we genuinely love working together. And the more we get to do that, the better. 
were you guys shocked? Like, you know, you said like pilots and you get so excited and it goes nowhere. We all know how this business works. Were you guys shocked about season 10, you know, just because there's been like cast changes and the storyline, like Adam graduates, like what a perfect way to end the show. If you're going to end it, were you shocked like as a cast? Yes, because there were a lot of things involved that, you know, created this question around, are we going to be able to come back? Um, And it's, it was a tough call because we'd lost two series regulars for the show, which is, that's a big hit to take. Um, but also because it was wrapping up this timeline of Adam graduating high school, we always thought that that would be the end of it. Um, so there was a part of us that thought like we might not be coming back for another season, which was hard to wrap our heads around. So when we got the call that it was happening, um, it was just like, okay, let's do this. Like, We're just so ecstatic to get back in there. And there's so many great storylines that are going to come out of this next season with Erica being pregnant and Adam going to college. So we're really hopeful for what the season's going to look like. I was going to say, and with like cast changes, like, I mean, it could lead to, you know, like just kind of new life being bred and bred into the show. Not that it needed it, but it's just, it's kind of an exciting time for the show. Yeah, I mean, when you're into a 10th season of a show after a while, it's like, okay, we're in this repetitive nature. Like this is in a way a blessing to switch up a little bit, maybe bring some new people on. I have no idea what the writers and producers have planned for the show, but I know the cast has a lot of great um, ideas and, and hope for what this next season will be. What's the best thing about working with Wendy McClendon Covey? There's so many things, whether it's amazing cat videos that she shares with us because she has like five or six cats and she loves them so much, which I think she's one of the reasons why I ended up with one myself. Um, but I would say it's she's just so quick-witted. She comes from an improv background and to be able to witness her not only in a scene, but just in conversation with cast and crew, how quick she is. And she's just so funny, Um, great energy. And she leads the show in a way that like, she should be the pinnacle for what people look towards for like a lead of a show. She treats the crew like incredibly. Um, I mean, she does these giveaways twice a year um, gifting where you pull a name out of hat and she gives away an ungodly amount of money because just out of the kindness of her heart, she loves like spreading joy and she does it in such a fun way, but she also can carry a show. So, I mean, if you're looking for a lead, like you go no further. So like she puts like crew names in a hat and just picks it out. And then what? It's like $10,000, (laughs) $20,000. Yeah. Like she's, she gives away a good amount every year and twice a year. It's like, she's just so generous, but like, she doesn't have to do that. Like how many sets do you hear that happening? But she creates this environment on set that is, just so joyful and supportive of each other. And again, it's not just cast, it's really crew because we've had a lot of the same crew since day one. Um, and she's just, I mean, honestly, I can't say enough good things about her. She she knows what she's doing and she deserves to be in that role. Have you learned something just from like an acting point of view from her, you know? Yes, because this was my first real gig, you know? Yeah. So for me, I'm flying in the dark. Um, so to be able to like, learn from her just by watching even how she is on set and and how she portrays this character and she gets into character um it's fascinating and I've learned so much just having been around her for these last nine years what about like you know you just we talked about your musical choices on the mass singer you know the 80s I mean 
did you learn a lot about 80s music? Like, I take it you didn't really grow up at this time. So, like, did you, like, know all these, you know, like, it sounds like you knew Whitney, but did you know some of, like, the hair bands and all these, like, I mean, wonders? I would say pop-leaning artists like Whitney, Cindy Lauper, Madonna, of course I've heard. Um, but there were, like, for example, one that I didn't know that I had major respect for after was the band Rush. We covered Tom Sawyer on the show and it was AJ Mashaka and I who um, she played Lainey and we got to cover that song and we're like, do we like Rush now? Like it was we did get uh, there was plenty of artists that I feel like I was educated on throughout the process of filming. The 80s music, it's just a little bit different, but it's great. It is that like synthy sound too. So fun. (laughs) What about how much fun are the costumes? Like, are you just do you have a newfound respect for 80s fashion now? It's tough. When we first started the show, I was like, this is going to be fun. And then over the years, it started to dial back a little bit to more modern looks. And personally, I'm disappointed in that because I think that the the whole thing of the show is like, we're really diving into the nostalgia of the 80s. And for me, that includes the fashion as well as the hair and makeup. Um, So it's tough because I feel like lately we haven't been doing it as much, but... It's like a little modernized. It is. It is. Do you have like a favorite episode just of like Erica's or like specific story? I mean, she's been through so much. Oh, man. Um, It's funny. I feel like life imitates art in a lot of ways. And there's a lot of things that Erica would be going through that I was going through. That being said, I'm not pregnant (laughs) before anyone jumps on that, Um, which, you know, maybe down the line, but there, you know, there's plenty of things that I remember in particular, what was that season two that I did a, a breakup episode that was one that was very memorable to me because it was the first time I really challenged myself in an acting standpoint. Um, and I was going through a breakup at the time too. So for some reason that episode stands out in my mind. I think that episode's called age of darkness. Um, but she's grown so much from that time to then like, figuring out what she wants to do in college to now being a lawyer. It's really cool to see Erica grow up in this way. It is. Well, listen, we loved watching on The Masked Singer, but this isn't your first time on a Fox singing show, The X Factor. Yeah. So you come in, I mean, and I, I watched The X Factor way back then. You come in as like a solo, you're put together in a group by Miss Paula Abdul. Like, what was that experience like? I mean, when I look back on it, it's, it, it doesn't feel like my life even, but I know at the time it was everything. Um, I kind of, you know, I auditioned as a solo artist and it was nerve wracking, but I was confident in it. And when I was eliminated, I was pretty devastated because you think like, okay, am I ever going <laughs> to, well, depending on what they air, like, can this go under the radar or can I like, is this my peak moment? And I peaked at 17. Um But it wasn't until they brought me back with the girl group that it was like this whole other challenge of like, okay, I just met these girls, don't know what our voices sound like together, but now we have to convincingly become a group. So it was a lot of hard work. Um, It was many exhausting hours and it was overall just very challenging. Um, But I've met people that are my lifelong friends through that experience. And I learned a lot about the industry through that experience. And uh, yeah, overall, very educational. I'll say that. I mean, long live Lakota Rain. That's all I have to say. You know, I <laughs> Amen. mean, yeah. like, come on. What was it like working with Paula Abdul? 
honestly, it was great on the show. She was, in my opinion, the most involved judge with her, um, her talent that she had. So they were broken up into different groups. Like Simon had, I think it was like the, the over 40 and then there was under 40 for someone else and then groups for Paula. So to my recollection, like she was the one that would show up after hours to be able to work with us and make us feel comfortable. And, and so it was actually great that we were able to have her as our judge. Who does, who wouldn't choose Paula out of these wonderful options? I actually was going through some of my camera roll from that time. And I, I found videos of her hanging out with us and her two dogs. Um, I was like Bella Boo and or Bella. She had like these cute little chihuahuas that she always has around. And um, she would, she was like dancing. She just randomly started dancing. I'm like, are we watching Paula just like jam right now? And she's like rolling on the floor in her stilettos. She's never not in stilettos. Um, but she was just such a fun energy to have around. So we were very lucky to have her as our judge. See, maybe next season, Erica Goldberg can do a Paula Abdul song. I mean, that's on brand. I don't know why we haven't done that yet. Right. Like the, what was the cat video that she did? The, um, yes, yes. I, it's not, there's one song that it's she not has. straight up. It's no. I know exactly what you're talking about. I cannot think of the title, but I'm picturing it all in my head. I don't know why we have not done that yet. I think it was opposites attract. I think. Yeah. I oh think my that's God. what it was. I yes. can't. So uh, maybe we can convince, hey, writers, if you're tuning in, <laughs> write it in the show. That'd let's be a great crossover. Let's bring it full circle. <laughs> has the X Factor, I mean, not the X Factor, has being on The Masked Singer this season, like, has this, like, changed you as a performer? Like, did you learn anything about yourself as a performer? Honestly, it was just a very validating experience because having worked on the Goldbergs for this long, really getting into a rhythm of that, loving acting, um, but music has always been my first love and it hasn't panned out necessarily the way I would have imagined. And it hasn't been the easiest road being an independent artist. So there were many days and are many days that I'm like, I should just give up. Like we should just stop trying to do this. Um, You know, play piano at home by yourself, but outside of that, leave it alone. So for this experience, it was just validating to be like, no, Haley, like keep doing it. If you love doing it. And the people who, like it are going to listen to it. And so that's, it's just uh, that balance, I guess, is what I've, I've learned about myself. And it's like a whole new audience that may not watch the Goldbergs. Even if they do watch the Goldbergs, I mean, Erica singing, you know, once a season isn't really the same as coming in second. Yes. On the mass Singer, which is not easy to do. No, I, I, it was a great experience and I love being able to sing on the Goldbergs and hopefully I will have many more opportunities to do that. But this was a very special experience for me as Haley Arantia, the artist outside of Erica Goldberg. So worth it. Like, well, congratulations on coming in second. You know, it's not about the trophy. It's about that, these wonderful performances and like, just, I've loved watching you all season and like, congratulations and everything. And, you know, thank you for chatting. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Take care. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. 
because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.